This is the Clinical Takeaway podcast from HealthEd, where we interview leading medical experts on important topics that can positively change the way you practice. Here's your host, GP and medical educator, Dr. David Lim. HealthEd's face-to-face seminars are starting up again in 2022. And we hope that you will be able to join us for a day of high quality learning with a lineup of great speakers and important topics in women's and children's health. I'll be chairing a number of these events and I look forward to seeing you there. Register at healthed.com.au. Giant steps have been made with the goal of eliminating HIV transmission in Australia by 2025, but these have happened largely under the cloak of COVID. GPs have a special role to play now that these changes have put us pretty much at the centre of getting our patients onto these therapies. In this podcast, I will be speaking to Associate Professor Jason Ong. Uh, Professor Ong, tell us about yourself. Um, Hi, David. Um, Great to be here. So I'm a sexual health physician that's based at Melbourne Sexual Health Centre, but I'm also a researcher, so an associate professor at Monash University and at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. Now, Jason, since the COVID pandemic, a lot of GPs really have had a singular focus on one particular virus. I understand you work in the uh, field of HIV. I just wonder whether things have been different during the pandemic that GPs may not be aware of. Yeah, definitely COVID has um, taken over a lot of our conversations and our time and energy. But um, the field of HIV has, um, in the meantime, made um, massive advances, um, particularly in stopping transmission. I think this is going to be one of my main messages to GPs that you can actually be a part of um, ending HIV transmission in Australia. And um, we've in fact set a goal of 2025, which is only three years away, but we are very optimistic that this is actually possible. That is just crazy statement, Jason. (laughs) It sounds hugely exciting. And of course, we would love to know what role we can play. But why don't we start from scratch and ask uh, in terms of HIV transmission and infections at the moment, pre-COVID and peri-COVID, has anything changed in that regard? So we have noticed some differences in our HIV epidemic. The exciting news is that HIV overall is starting to decline in Australia, Um, But we do notice it um, disproportionately affecting certain populations still. So, for example, the Australian gay men um, or men who have sex with men, um, their rates are kind of plummeting. And um, part of that is um, we'll talk a lot about PrEP soon. Um, We think that the access to PrEP has, has made that happen. However, at the same time, we have noticed there's no change in the overseas born gay, bisexual, and other men who are sex with men, amongst heterosexuals and also First Nations people. So there are certain groups that are kind of being left behind. And the main difference there is, again, this access to PrEP, which is a key kind of component of why Australian gay men, um, the notifications have dropped. 
Now, not many of us would know what PrEP is, uh, Jason. Mm. I'd have to really go into a bit of detail there. Yeah, definitely. So PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis um, for HIV, um, which is a very highly effective prevention method. And in fact, um, the science is in, it's up to 99% effective um, when taken correctly. And this is better than any vaccine that's out there. So essentially, if someone is at risk for HIV, if they are able to take um, this pre-exposure prophylaxis, which is essentially an oral tablet that we currently have in Australia, of a tablet called Truvada. And you have to take this um, before the um, sexual activity that puts them at risk for HIV. And something that maybe not a lot of GPs know as well is that since April 2018, the PBS actually has a listing for PrEP, which means that any GP um, can actually prescribe PrEP without any additional kind of extra training. Sometimes GPs might feel a bit daunted by the fact that, oh, I'm going to prescribe a HIV medication. Do I need special training? But in fact, it's a very safe drug. And we do have um, some very good guidance for GPs as to how you can prescribe this. Jason, you mentioned taking it before the sexual activity. It's like how long before? And what happens if you actually did forget to take it before? There are two ways to take these tablets. So one is what we call daily prep, which means that you just keep taking it um, as, as long as you can. The other way is something called on-demand prep, uh, which basically means for men who maybe just have sexual risk on the weekends, mm -hmm. what they need to do is start taking the tablets um, two to 24 hours before the sexual activity. And then one additional tablet 24 hours later, and then 48 hours after um, that the last tablet. So it's a 2-1-1 kind of regime. And again, um, all of this we have kind of documented in a, a nice decision-making card for GPs. So for the daily prep, I mean, we do recommend um, at least having a seven-day lead-up and then before you get kind of therapeutic levels. But for this on-demand prep, you can, as I mentioned, two to 24 hours before an actual at-risk event um, will protect you. I'm going to put you through a scenario, Jason, because um, so, as you mentioned, quite a few GPs may not know that we can prescribe it and therefore haven't. Yep. And, and actually having to do it the first time, we could stumble with words. So I'm mm -hmm. going to put before you a scenario uh, yes. of a man coming to you uh, seeking advice on PrEP. Let's just say Jack is um, 29 and I would like you to briefly ask me some sorts of questions that you would use to assess whether I am really a person who needs daily prep or on-demand prep and how you would prepare me to understand how to use it. Yeah, yeah, sure. So here I am. I've just come to you and I've told you that uh, Dr. Ong, I am here to find out more about prep. Yeah, so I would say to Jack, um, yeah, it's great that you uh, have this knowledge about PrEP and it's such an important way to protect your own health. Uh, we know that um, there is still HIV out there and many people would look normal. And, and if you're having sex with people, you don't know for sure that they have HIV or not. So in particular, if you're having um, what we call receptive anal sex, um, where a penis goes into your bottom, um, without condoms, that's going to place you at the highest risk. So if you are having that type of sex, um, we would definitely encourage you to protect your health by taking PrEP. So PrEP itself is a, a tablet that you would take. You could take it two ways. So one, you could take it every day if you are 
um, quite sexually active, or you could have this on-demand prep where you would only use it um, as needed, um, depending on your kind of seasons of risk. And PrEP itself is a very safe drug. So we've had this drug for uh, many decades and um, very few side effects that we notice. And in fact, in people who are HIV negative, um, we don't, the vast majority of people don't have any side effects at all. In people, um, we also use the same drug for people living with HIV. And in those people, we have noticed some uh, potential, a very small risk of kidney problems, but in a young otherwise healthy person, there's, there's no issues with the kidneys. Um, and that's why as part of the uh, monitoring for PrEP, we would also monitor your kidneys as well to ensure that um, everything is safe for you. That sounds pretty straightforward. It uh, is. <laughs> where, where do I go to to get resources for my patients? There is a, a decision-making card. Uh, it's only, it's like a A4 size uh, sheet um, that is produced by ASHM, so A-S-H-M. And if you type that in into your Google or whichever browser you use, um, A-S-H-M, and you just type in decision-making in PrEP, um, you'll be able to find this tool that is uh, tailor-made for GPs. It basically goes through you know, who is suitable for PrEP, and then if you deem them to be suitable, what kind of tests needs to be done, um, how frequently they need to come back, um, so that's a very useful kind of um, a cheat sheet in, in some ways um, of people um, for PrEP. The other main source of uh, support would be um, the sexual health centres. So I live in Victoria. So at the Melbourne Sexual Health Centre, we actually do have a hotline for GPs. Mm -hmm. And you can call us um, anytime, Monday to Friday, um, um, during um, business hours. And we are very happy to um, kind of discuss any of the, the cases um, that or any problems that you might have with PrEP. Now, having mentioned that um, those using PrEP with HIV have rare or uncommon renal issues, GPs would already immediately go, okay, so I really ought to be careful of any of my patients who may have um, an EGFR that's, say, below 60, maybe diabetic nephropathy, maybe yep. using drugs that already might impact their kidney function, like diuretics or NSAIDs. How do we think through these issues? Yes, so there are two forms of tenofovir that we have. So the, the Truvada form, which is the one that's uh, under um, PBS at the moment, it's the one that um, potentially can cause uh, Bit of kidney problems. Mm -hmm. There is another, um, a newer generation of tenofovir called TAF or TAF. And that one has almost no um, kind of side effects related to kidneys and bones. And that's the one that potentially we could offer um, as an alternative. The only thing at the moment is you would have to use it um, kind of off the PBS. So that's not currently under PBS at the moment. But again, in this kind of uh, special circumstances, um, speak to one of us, the uh, sexual mm -hmm. health physicians or your ID uh, kind of specialist, and we can kind of talk you through that. Um, we find that it's very unusual. Like most people who do have um, a, a benefit for using PrEP actually don't have these contraindications. Now, when you use PrEP, um, I have questions uh, regarding patients who may have immunosuppression, say using a biologic for, say, mm. an inflammatory bowel disease or something like that. Yep. Uh, any problems with it? 
Not at all. Yeah. So that's not not a contraindication. So the only contraindication, as you already mentioned, is someone with kidney issues or severe sort of bone um, issues, osteoporosis, um, and they would have to be very severe for that. So these are the only two. So people can be on a multi multitude of drugs. There's um, very little drug interactions with this antiretroviral. Yep. So it's a very safe medication. So Professor Ong, you've basically given us the idea that we've got a very safe medication that works and works very well, mm. used correctly, and we're getting an idea that they are decision-making tools that will help us and our patients make the right decisions. Yes. You did mention to us that your goal in 2025 is to actually stop HIV uh, transmission in Australia, and you did tell us that there are specific groups that are still, well, haven't demonstrated any reduction in risks. Yes. How do you envisage GPs helping you all plug this hole? Yeah, so one of the major groups of focus for us are the overseas-born um, gay bisexual men. Mm -hmm. um, they are a difficult group to reach in a sense because they may not identify as gay um, mm -hmm. to you as a GP um, for a whole lot of reasons, um, including uh, stigma or kind of a false perception that they would be discriminated against if they revealed their sexual orientation. So I think as GPs, um, I mean, obviously, um, trying to create that safe space and allowing people to kind of discuss um, these issues, um, whether they could be at risk um, for HIV, and if they are at risk, then um, giving them the option um, or telling them about PrEP. And that's another major barrier we notice is that um, people coming from overseas, particularly the recently arrived ones, may be coming from a setting or a country where there is very little knowledge about PrEP. So all they're relying on are condoms. So another easy way is, um, is to put posters up in a waiting area um, to allow people to see that, oh, there's this um, amazing way to protect myself um, you know, talk to your doctor about it, and maybe that opens up an opportunity to also raise that topic. I was hoping you'd mention posters because clearly it has to come in different languages. And Absolutely. Yep. At the same time, it, it would be so amazing for pa patients from overseas to actually see that openly displayed. Mm. Are such posters available? Uh, not currently, but we are working on it. So I was fortunate to also get a grant from the NHMRC to kind of focus on overseas born. Um, so we are currently creating campaigns um, and developing or co-designing these uh, posters and images that we would love to share with GPs. So perhaps in the next 12, 18 months, uh, we can kind of um, disseminate this um, to as many general practices as we can. It's also such an incredible bit of news, uh, or at least such an amazing goal to aim for. Mm. I, I just wonder why uh, it hasn't hit the airwaves regularly. <laughs> I think um, part of it is probably the virus um, with COVID. It's kind of dominated our airwaves. And now monkeypox has taken over as well so oh, yes. as other viruses. But I think we, we can't take our eyes off the prize, I guess. Um, mm. So we actually do have the tools to end HIV, not just in Australia, but around the world. In fact, um, there's a lot of excitement that we know how to do it, but the problem is the actual doing of it um, and um, kind of um, allowing people to access PrEP and Actually, the other good news that just happened at the end of last year is that people who are born overseas um, or actually people without Medicare access 
can actually um, access the antiretrovirals um, paid for by the government now. So this was a big announcement at AIDS um, 2021 on World AIDS Day. And the government is rolling this out. So from July onwards, um, it's still, it's supposed to be implemented from July onwards. And so um, in the next few months, essentially, um, even people without Medicare should be able to access um, medications um, for free, in, in fact. Um, and the wonderful thing about that is once someone can take the medication, if they're positive, it makes them um, untransmittable. So we have this campaign we call uh, U equals U. So undetectable equals untransmittable which is another of the key pillars into ending HIV transmission is to get these people who are currently undiagnosed or untreated onto treatment so that they no longer can spread the virus. Um, there's a 0% chance of them spreading the virus sexually um, if they are taking their medications. Now, that is another amazing <laughs> of news you've just told me about yeah. the access to, if you like, Medicare-funded retroviral treatment. How come we haven't heard of this? Yes. We haven't heard it loudly enough. <laughs> yes, exactly. So we haven't, it's not got the attention that it truly needs. Um, and it's unfortunate because that message really needs to go out to the community because the people that are undiagnosed, I think they fear that, you know, if they were diagnosed, they have to pay a lot of money for health to see the doctors um, and the medications are very expensive usually. Um, so um, having all this information out there as much as we can um, would really help these um, people um, kind of test themselves so that they can get the treatment that they need. Just a quick uh, question, Jason. If I was overseas, uh, I now have access to retroviral treatment, but I need to be monitored. How much would it cost me to be monitored? So it will vary depending on each state. Um, so the good thing about, so I'll speak about Victoria and then New South Wales. So Victoria, we have the Melbourne Sexual Health Centre public system whereby there is no charge at all for anything. So people can come in, um, they get their consults for free, their, all the tests are completely free, um, all the drugs are free as well. Without so that, a Medicare card. Without a Medicare card, correct. Yeah. So that's that's also another news we should spread around to people. The nice thing about New South Wales is that they have a lot of public health units as well. So they have, like Victoria, we only have one, which is Melbourne Sexual Health. But at New South Wales, they have multiple units that are very similar to this. So in the same way, they can access um, all of this for free. If they were to go to a GP, that's where it might be a little bit more expensive we do notice certain health insurance um, will cover it anyway. So in fact, it may not cost a person too much, but we also understand some people are afraid to use their health insurance um, for stigma. Um, they don't want uh, anyone to know that they are being tested for HIV related um, tests um, and they might decline the HIV test. So in that scenario, it might cost them between two to $400 every six months, something okay. something like that. It appears to me, Jason, you've got a fair bit of work to do, or at least people in your field has quite a lot to do because there's a lot of good news happening out there that's not getting up to us at the cold phase. Yes. That's number one. And number two, for the particular groups you're speaking about, which are overseas-born uh, men who have sex with men and mm -hmm. overseas people with 
living at wanting to live with HIV but unaware that they can have treatment. Yep. We really need your posters because it's not easy for us to just bring up these sorts of topics um, in a consultation, especially if the men are concerned about their stigma. So you've got yep. two problems there. Uh, one is <laughs> yes. to continue talking to us so we all become really aware of what's happening. Yes. And two is to give us the resources that allows the men to come and talk to us. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I'm talking to you with Health Edge and we're so happy to have this opportunity to also kind of uh, spread the news. So the two things I'm taking away from you today, Jason, is PrEP and U equals U. Yes. And the big goal, the most amazing news, is that you are hoping and aiming to end HIV transmission in Australia by 2025. Yeah, it's absolutely possible, but we need everyone to kind of do their bits and chip in. I, I can assure you that if this news gets out to GPs, we would be quite happy and very excited. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I said, uh, we do need the resources that enables the discussions to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So Jason, look, looking back at all you've told me, what are your key messages to our listeners? Yeah, so I want to instill a bit of hope and a bit of good news, as you say, that um, you know, in the last few years, really... Um, amazing things has been ha- happening in the space of HIV to the point where, yeah, we Australia could be the first country that, that achieves this goal of HIV elimination around the world, which would be truly amazing. And it's all within our hands. Um, so we all have the tools. And now that the government has stepped in and said, we'll provide kind of Medicare accessible antiretrovirals, they've played their part, but now we need to get the news out. And also um, having PrEP on PBS is also another amazing thing um, to increase access to to PrEP um, for anyone who would benefit from it um, through GPs is also an amazing piece of news. But as you alluded to, it's actually many GPs may not even be aware they could do this. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We need um, a bit more of a media campaign or letting more GPs know and providing them the resources. But I would reiterate that um, decision-making tool um, by ASHRAM, A-S-H-M, is a really fantastic tool. Um, So GPs have mentioned to me they've never prescribed PrEP before, but when they looked at that tool, it made it so easy. Um, So it's it's really valuable to look at that. And Jason, look, may I suggest that when you speak about these sorts of messages, um, the words hope and good might really be understatements, you know. You have to be a little bit more genial about it because it's pretty crazy news. Yes, yes. Jason, I would love to speak to you again in the future because I think this needs to be repeated again at some stage. Yep, very happy to come back. Great to speak with you. Thank you, David. Amazing bit of news. Bye-bye. Bye. Just a quick reminder as we wrap up to encourage you to register for the next webcast where you can always catch a high-quality lineup of speakers and topics that HealthEd has put together for you. HealthEd webcasts are carefully created to provide high-quality video and audio so that you have the best possible learning experience. It's free, you get CPD points, and it's all delivered directly to the digital device of your choice, wherever you choose to be. Register now at healthad.com.au. You can claim RACGP CPD points for listening to this podcast using the self-claim option. 
log into your account on the RACGP website, go to the CPD section and click on self-claim.